I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hello there, and welcome to the podcast. It's Terry Fisher here. Uh, so pleased to have you along for today's episode. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Bob Kolak, who is a retired uh, physician, and he has now become an extremely prolific skill developer for the Amazon Alexa platform. And he has some skills that are fun, and we talk about those. And then he's developing almost like a whole suite of skills that delve into the healthcare space. And a lot of these are very useful skills. They've got a lot of utility, a lot of uh, things that can help manage our lives better when it comes to uh, healthcare applications and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll jump right into the interview. Uh, At the end, uh, please stick around because I want to tell you about a brand new event that's happening next Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, called The Voice Den. You get details at thevoiceden.com, but I'll tell you more about that at the end. For now, uh, let's jump into our chat with Dr. Bob Kolak. Okay, wonderful. Well, it is a pleasure to welcome Dr. Bob Kolak onto the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. It's, it's great to be here. I thank uh, for inviting me. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. So we're going to get into all of these skills that you've been producing and you're, you're very, um, what's the word prolific with your skill production here. You've done many, many skills, but before we get to that, uh, I'd love for you to take a moment and just introduce yourself to the audience. Sure. I, I am uh, a retired physician. I practiced internal medicine for about uh, 14 years before going into um, uh, medical management. So uh, the bulk of my career was in medical management, and that was in areas of disease management, chronic care management. Uh, My final position um, was as a medical director for an accountable care organization in Knoxville, Tennessee. And there I looked at, uh, I worked with teams of nurses, pharmacists, social workers to uh, target the Medicare beneficiaries who were most needed help to try to prevent them from deteriorating. And, and in turn, that would uh, decrease hospitalizations and ER visits. But all along throughout my career, I've always been interested in technology. And I started dabbling uh, with that back in hypercard days with uh, Apple. Oh, wow. I was going to ask you, so what, where was that transition from what you were doing to voice technology? How did that happen? Well, interesting. So I retired uh, about six years ago now, and uh, 14, beginning of 14, and I had had an idea to build some sort of a tool, a smartphone tool, uh, to help manage foods um, in the pantry or the refrigerator so that you can identify them before they spoil so if you didn't want to include them in a recipe, you could always uh, donate them. Hmm. So I was dabbling, trying to learn iOS for the Apple um, platform and Android. Now I, and shortly thereafter, when I started looking at this, I, there was Alexa. And so I started learning JavaScript and how to do an Alexa skill. And my first one was Food Manager which uh, while initially I was hoping a scan, a barcode scan would give the information as far as expiration dates, unfortunately they don't. So you have to input it in some other way. Oh, uh, that's an interesting application yeah. though. Yeah. 
So that was your first one. And then and things have expanded from there. As I said, you've been very prolific with these. So tell us a little bit about sort of just the, the variety of things you've done. And then, we'll, and then we'll focus on some of the healthcare things. Right, right. That makes sense. So over the years, so that started maybe three years ago or so, I've uh, developed, written 18 skills, individual skills, three of which I revise, like to add a reminder for, uh, capability on one or two. And uh, a number of them have to do with healthcare and behavior change, because that's some of the things I was interested in. And uh, also the relate to the fact back in 2006, I actually built a website that functioned with the MySQL database. Um, and so I'm using some of the, the, the database there for some of these and the functionalities on the website, the skills. But so a lot of them have to do with healthcare, but some of them don't. Um, my, um, one of the most popular ones I have is called Our Little Secret. Uh-huh. And the concept behind that is that a brother and sister, Ashley and her brother, Eric, are um, there. They give you secrets. At least Ashley gives you secrets based on what she hears around your house. Um, you know, this sort of plays on the privacy concern in a way. Uh, yeah. These are totally fictitious, but uh, they are uh, meant to be funny. And so she'll say things like, based on um, how you sing, I think you should take voice lessons or, oh, uh, okay. you, you know, you're clapping on one and three, you know, <laughs> those, those kinds of things. And uh, so that's funny. And then the, there is a, um, for $2 more, you can, <laughs> you can hear, you can hear deeper thoughts that the brother Eric uh, uh, would say. But oh, wow. so that's the only one that I have that's an ISP. And then there's another one that's also funny called Wine Jester, where the idea is you hold a glass of wine up to the device and it will tell you uh, about the taste, the fragrance and, and components of the wine. I, I am not a wine connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination. So it's my kind of riff on uh, that. Got it. Yeah. So these are some fun, yeah, some fun sort of entertaining type of skills that you've done. On the other hand, you've also done some really um, important and very useful skills for, in the healthcare space. And I'd love to give you an opportunity to, to chat about some of those and tell us some of the things that you've done there. Sure, sure. Well, uh, one of the first ones was blood pressure check. And that one really uh, looks at the American Heart Association guidelines and it the user would tell the skill what their blood pressure reading is. It's not automated with any device. And, but then they get a feedback as to where that blood pressure might fall uh, in that. Then there's the weight loss coach that helps you track uh, working towards your weight loss goals. It gives some positive or negative feedback depending on your results. Um, I mentioned earlier that that website I had, one of the features was you could set up text messages to yourself that would come on a periodic basis to help your behavior change. Hmm. So one of the skills is called healthy text scheduler, where you would get, um, uh, you know, you could schedule to come in around breakfast. So you repeatedly get breakfast tips, uh, what to avoid, what to do as far as eating healthier. Um, that's some of the other one. And uh, probably the most, um, the one I think most of in this, uh, domain is track my dose. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the idea about how I track my dose is to help people manage those medicines that they take on an as-needed basis. Uh, in other words, if you have a sports injury or if you have the flu or cold, you're taking medicines that don't, you don't typically take, and they may have varying dosing frequencies, so you're not used to it. You don't have a habit. Plus, you don't necessarily have to take it every eight hours or every six hours, so, so it helps people uh, manage that. And uh, you could also set up a reminder of when you could take your next dose of, say, Tylenol or, or what uh, medicine you're, you're uh, taking. Hmm. Um, another one, it's not health, but I do want to mention, it's called Kindness Counts, uh, because Kindness Counts is, you know, with all the negativity, not just now, but over the last couple of years, um, it helps people focus on the good things that are happening all around us, and there's tons of that. So uh, that's another, again, it's not healthy direct, but from a mental state. For model. sure, mental health. Yeah, I yeah. think that ties in. And then you had mentioned some other ones that can be useful for physicians in their office right. or prepping patients. Right, right. Uh, I, I gave, and you participated in a conference in Chattanooga back in January. And um, at the conference, I also gave a little presentation. I talked about six use cases for Alexa surrounding an office visit. And, and two of them I think are relevant. One is um, office visit prepper. The concept behind that is, it, it, well, it stems from the need of trying to, for doctors to be more efficient. In the United States, doctors are hard pressed because we have a, a huge demand for healthcare. Even before this virus hit, um, we have a huge demand for healthcare and a dwindling supply of resources. So doctors are, are maybe spending 10 minutes, and there they have to get right to the nitty gritty. When I practiced uh, years ago, my 50th uh, college reunion is May, <laughs> so it was many decades ago, I had the leisure of being able to spend more time talking to my patient, learning more about them and their family and the support system, whereas docs don't have that. So the idea with office visit uh, prepper is before the office visit, the patient would access the skill and, and it would ask about, in the construct I have, uh, is to ask about goals the patient may have, when they want to achieve the goals, how confident they are in reaching the goal, and any barriers. And then the, the, and also questions, there are six questions regarding loneliness. And so the patient does that before the visit, it would be on the electronic medical record of the EHR that the physician can view, and it may not be of any consequence or, or not, but the point is it's there for the physician, and they didn't have to spend the time to get it. So that's office visit prepper. That's great. Um, I think that's a really great use case. Fantastic. Yeah. I, it's going to happen. Those kinds of things, mm -hmm. I'm sure, will. Mm -hmm. the, the other one I would like to mention is what I call my follow-up care. I actually built this. I have a, a demo. Uh, uh, I built it in uh, 18. And it's based on after, and this is more for procedures. So after a uh, cataract surgery, a LASIK surgery for the younger population. In fact, I, one of the use cases I use is a, a LASIK surgery because my daughter had the surgery. After the procedure, you get a sheet of paper, a couple of sheets usually, and as far as the, the 
eye drops, there are five different eye drops that are applied with different dosing frequencies, and they vary day to day for at least the first four to five days. So while you can have the paper, the mechanism I use is the, the information is pulled into a database such that Alexa can pull it out based on the day from the procedure. And uh, you could ask for specific components like wound care, like activity level, or all the components based on it. So I have an, an operating model I use, um, um, again, my MySQL database and PHP to put a front end to it. But this would require, obviously, practices interested in testing this approach because you right. do have to put information in on the, on the front end. I think that's fantastic. Particularly those last two that you mentioned, I think those are great, great use cases. Um, and um, boy, I, I mean, I'm sure we, I know I know your thoughts on voice technology. I just think this it's just a matter of time until more yeah. and more of these experiences are are happening through voice for the patient and helping to support the provider. I, th I think it's fantastic. Um, so you were saying you would need to, um, you know, potentially talk to some other people to implement this. Is that your idea or, or is there something that you can I, share as far as do people, do, do you want people to contact you about these ideas? I would, I would love that if anybody's interested in learning more and possibly working together to implement some of these things. Um, I don't, because I'm a hobbyist, I don't have a company, you know, right. to, uh, uh, I don't have marketing staff or someone. It's Bob on us. Now I do have some time right now. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Hopefully you're doing well, but, um, it, it, it really comes down to, I believe, knocking on the right doors. Mm -hmm. This last one, which I really like that concept, the, the, um, uh, my follow-up care, that one you need a practice that's willing to uh, test it on the database, put the information in. Mm -hmm. And then on the back, when the patient has their procedure, they would give them a document. You know, this, it could be the self, same document for follow-up care, but with a code so that the patient uses on the skill for it to work. So again, you need to practice uh, I put some uh, data in from the uh, post-op uh, documentation that I got from cataract surgery as well as the LASIK surgeon just to test the, mm -hmm. uh, the model. And I think it works, but that's me. <laughs> right, right. And so just like um, to play this out, so the, the patients say they go home and then they would get this code and they would simply then talk to Alexa, give that invocation phrase to start it up, and then it would give them their routine for that day post-op. Yes. And now it, it would be when I created this, like I said, it was a number of years ago before reminders were a possibility. So it uh, doesn't have a built-in reminder in it. Yep. Uh, that could always be added. But the concept is the code links to the procedure and to the physician. There's three components, the, the procedure, the physician, and the variation. Because as you know, some the same doctor may for certain patients for activity uh, have certain like you can't lift 20 pounds but these patients uh it's 30 pounds so i tried to build it in so the flexibility is available so the patient would, would speak those three components as well as the date of the procedure after that they just log in and they say tell me my uh, activity level for today or for mm -hmm. tomorrow mm -hmm. it's it's it, so the the challenge is to get it into the database 
in the, um, in the way that Alexa can access it with those uh, the time from right. this procedure. Right. That's great. I'm, I'm curious now, cause like you said, you've, you've, you've designed now 18 skills. Um, did you teach yourself how to code along the way or how did you get these skills to I do guess. this? No, um, <laughs> I, you know, I have to compliment Amazon cause, and they still have a lot of good documentation, but all along the way, um, there were opportunities to, to learn for free or minimal between what they provided and um, what are some of the uh, Code Academy, I think Code of Me. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a couple of ones that are out there that are really minimal charge. I, so I learned JavaScript, I have a couple of books on it. But it's a lot of <laughs> trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, and it's gotten to be, yeah, so I never knew JavaScript. I had worked, the website I mentioned, I used Cold Fusion. Hmm. Um, you probably never even heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, but that's about it. That's about it. But so I used Cold Fusion. I had to uh, do some um, oh, uh, ASP, I think. Um, no, PHP, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I learned along the way. Wow. And again, there are a lot of times I, I, built the skills. I probably have built 50 skills, but the majority of those were learning skills thanks mm. to Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's really impressive. It's very inspiring to know that, you know, you can, if you really want to do this and get involved, you, I mean, the resources are there to, to go and learn it and, and yes. start to create these things that have real value. So I think that's, that's wonderful. What can you share anything that you're working on next or is it top secret or any other plans coming up or? Well, I'm <clears throat> the, the one I start, I started working on this over the weekend mm -hmm. and I think I might submit it either later today or tomorrow. Ah. And so it's really, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's the concept is again, trying to focus on the good things in our lives. So the draft name of this is Gratitude Log. Okay, yeah. It's very simple. What it asks you to do, there, there are really two functions. You uh, will tell Alexa three things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you can do that as many times as you like. And then you could ask, um, subsequently, tell me my blessings. And it will randomize through your list and tell you three random things. And oh. it, so, so again, it's not the track. My dose is a lot more complex mm -hmm. and complicated. Those and it's, it's functional. This is more, let's focus on the good things like kindness counts and the things we should be thankful for. And we're seeing a lot of that in social media. I think, you know, one of the big things, thank our first responders, mm -hmm. um, you know, the doctors and the nurses who are, are in the front line, those kind of things. I, uh, so I'm hoping people, um, again, it's almost ready to be thrown out there. I'm not sure I'm going to keep that name, mm. the gratitude log, but anyway, uh, I'll let you know if I change. But, yeah. um, but I th again, it's for, with that purpose in mind. Uh, I'm, I'm also um, like working with uh, one or two uh, companies that are trying to do some uh, kind of like an advisor, okay, uh, yeah, retired yep. advisor. You know, I, I guess just to finish off, um, I'd love for you to just share 
how people can contact you and how they can sure. get in touch with you if they want to, you know, chat sure. with you about maybe working on some of these projects with you or otherwise just, you know, getting in touch and having a chat with you about your thoughts and ideas on this stuff. Well, um, my email, that's probably the best way is R A K O L O C K one at gmail.com. You know, that's probably the best. I have a LinkedIn account. I think it's Robert A. Kolak, MD, or no, the official name, right? But um, yeah, and uh, I would love to hear from people. Well, um, Bob, I, I, like I said, I really appreciate you taking some of your time to, to chat with us and chat with the listeners well. and myself. Um, it's a real pleasure to be able to connect with you like this. And, and I certainly look forward to staying in touch and seeing what your next projects are and uh, following along with all these great skills. Thank you so much, and I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you, and I follow your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Very social media, but you stay healthy, stay well. Hey, that's and... the most important thing. You exactly. Too. You too. Oh, All right. Well. well, you take care, okay? We'll talk again soon. Okay, bye now. Well, there you go. You can certainly hear Bob has been very, very busy when it comes to the Amazon Alexa platform. I encourage you to check out a whole bunch of his skills. And I know Bob has been, prior to COVID, was traveling around, as he mentioned, uh, to Project Voice, was giving a talk on some of these. And uh, I know he's uh, still uh, enthusiastic about this and continuing strong to uh, develop these skills. So a big, big thanks to Bob once again. You can access the show notes for this episode at voicefirsthealth.com slash 65. And finally, just a quick uh, reminder, as I alluded to at the beginning, I am launching a brand new online event called The Voice Den. This is happening May 20th, 2020 in the evening. This will be an online experience probably like you've never seen before. Uh, there are no lectures. There's no selling. It is an opportunity to interact, um, have real conversations with some of the leading voice uh, personalities in the space, some of the leading experts. And it's going to be run almost like a reality TV show where People have the opportunity to come onto the hot seat and interact with these people, get some advice, get some free consulting, and have a lot of fun. So I encourage you to check that out at thevoiceden.com. Well, have a wonderful week. I will talk to you again very soon. Take care, stay well, be healthy. Talk to you later.